Welcome back to 40 Cray, or I mean, I don't know, this could be your first time. Maybe welcome to 40 Cray. I'm Ben, aka LS Demon, and of course I'm joined by my good buddy Tom, Tommy Bones. Hello. Who's, yeah, he's the master of saying hello. <laughs> it's always a weird, <laughs> why do people do that on the radio? It's like, hey, I'm this guy, and this is this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I sound like. Tom, why, why are we here? What is 40 Cray? Uh, our love of nerdy shit has not eclipsed our zeal. For uh, adult responsibilities. <laughs> no, Tom, it's the other way around. Our adult lives and responsibilities haven't eclipsed our zeal for new shit. Anyway, Tom, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so I've got Hopping Nomad. That is the generic Aldi brand beer. So that, true, uh, true, true story, Aldi in Maryland does not sell beer, which is bullshit, because oh. that, that stuff is good, right? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's the beer that I have in the fridge when uh, I've had a rough week and Amanda's like, do you need beer? I'm going to the store. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, please. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, Tom, on that note, was it a rough week? Uh, it's always a rough week. And, and I think that's why we have this escapism thing that we do, which is Warhammer 40,000, which is Kill Team, <laughs> which is painting, which is modeling, which is playing video games, which is getting really, really deep into Harry Potter slash fic <laughs> i probably shouldn't say that because i don't know what that means i'm assuming it's the thing where harry and draco are like a couple or something mm-hmm. i think it's cool look if you're out there writing that shit good for you side note i should say i'm drinking too uh, i have with me a uh, small batch whiskey which my mother-in-law who's a lovely lady by the way got me for my birthday it's called elijah craig small batch mm. it's very good i'm showing tom to prove that it is there nice mm-hmm. That is indeed a bottle of whiskey. Nice caramel coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're having a good night. It's also the night of the Super Bowl, which tells you where Tom and I's priorities are. <laughs> we could be watching the big game. But fuck it. We're going to talk about Little Plastic Men. <laughs> if it were the Stanley Cup Finals, it would be a different story. Oh, fuck yeah. Man, the Cavs blew a big one today. But anyway, <laughs> that's that's a different podcast. What are we talking about today? So so look, we had a really fun episode last week. Well, it was fun for us. I don't know. Listeners might have hated it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys never give us feedback, so I have no idea. I'll assume you loved it, because if you hated it, you'd probably tell us, right? Isn't that I true? People always That's exactly it. People always shit on things they hate, but they don't say anything about things they like, so I'll assume you like it. But what did we do last week, Tom? Last week, was, your brother was on, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it was the Wagasode. Orcasode. Orcasode. We, we talked about orcs, and, and Andrew, my brother, who's our resident, like, wog embodiment, was talking about how when he plays Kill Team with orcs, he has kind of a separate agenda, which is kill as many guys, he says crump as many guys as possible, because that's what orcs do. Mm-hmm. And that got Tom and I thinking, it's a good point, there's a lot of armies in Kill Team, and I, I think in 40k too, where we as gamers will try to play to win, but in so doing, we don't really play to the character of that army. Mm-hmm. So great example, Tom, is, you know, think about all the time you've got your emperor's children, your precious, precious <laughs> Slaneshi Marines covering a point and not shooting anybody. Yeah, it, it just seems like any legion or chapter that you choose, uh, you're going to be playing the game relatively the same way, regardless of how your guys are painted, right? Even though each has a different personality, it doesn't really affect the game all that much. And I think that was like really well embodied. I was playing a game uh, a few days ago against a buddy, 
and I was playing World Eaters just for the hell of it, just to try them out. And I had a Corn Berserker, and I was like, I had to make a charge of 11 hmm. inches, which is, you know, really tough to do. Like, I get a five and a six. For those that maybe don't know how the game works, you know, very low no, probability of success. Or know how to add. Or, or know how to add, yes. <laughs> hey, we're not literate, but we can do our math. But anyway, so <laughs> I had to make a choice. Do I charge or do I do the better thing, which is probably like do an advanced move and take a point? And I thought... No, fuck it. I'm going to charge because that's what a world leader would do, even if he's not mm-hmm. going to make it. And I think we need to reward that. So, so Tom, you and I got together and we came up with a, a series of faction-specific playtesting rules that we're just having fun with mm-hmm. that are intended to do two things. One, incentivize playing like the actual army would from a, a lore and fluff perspective. And two, level the playing field in that we might be able to actually give advantage to some of the factions which are clearly lower tier and need a little bit of a boost. I like it because it adds fluff to the crunch. Fluff and crunch. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a fluffy guy, so anytime you can incorporate that into the game itself, I'm a fan. Tom, you, you came up with some rules. I came up with some. Listeners, keep in mind, we have not really playtested these too, too much. These are just for fun right now. Yeah. But... Uh, something to think about when you're playing your kill team game. Add some faction-specific rules, and here's some that we would suggest. I didn't re- even really put much thought into them, but there are some that I'm proud of, so let's go with that. And I think w- probably one of the most important, Emperor's Children. <laughs> you want to start there? Well, so, it's, okay, how about this? So so let me, I'll talk a little bit about my philosophy. I actually did spend like, an inordinate amount of time on these just because I was <laughs> bored hanging out uh, one day with nothing to do because I was waiting for like an appointment. And my thought process is, first of all, for armies that are high tier, we want to give them faction-specific pieces that are really hard to attain because they already have it really good. So things that might incentivize them to, to act a little bit differently but, but are hard to attain. In contrast, for really you know low-tier armies, we wanted to give them something really easy. So, so the one I'll start with is Kroot. Nobody plays Kroot. They're garbage. <laughs> they don't have a faction bonus. They don't have any good models. They really uh, don't really do anything super well. So I wanted to give them a really easy faction secondary set of objectives. I call it more meat for evolution. Mm -hmm. When an enemy model fails an armor save, even if that save does not lead to an injury roll, place a token within one inch of that enemy model. Gain a point if at the end of any phase you end a model within one inch of that token. So so basically it's, it's not even an injury roll. It's just if you actually get somebody to fail an armor save. The idea is they're going to bleed. Mm-hmm. You're a crew. You eat meat. Some piece of meat is going to fall on the ground. <laughs> Go eat it. Easy way to get a get a free victory point. Right. And we should add there's a, a maximum of three victory points I was allotted thinking, for all of these. I was thinking about that, too. Maybe for, like, crew, it's a maximum of five just because they're such garbage. But, yeah, the idea is for <laughs> everything else is a maximum of three. Depending on the tier of the army. Yeah, if you're if you're crude against like I don't know Necrons, dude, fuck, give them six points. Who cares? <laughs> so that's a crude one. The idea there is it's a little flavorful. You know, you're shooting with bolter equivalents, and I think the the crew talks has like a heavy bolter equivalent. You're probably gonna get through some armor, mm-hmm. so reward yourself for playing crude. Right. All right, that was one of mine. Tom, what's one of yours? Uh, so this one I'm most proud of uh, for the Alpha Legion. And they need some help because their legion trade is kind of garbage. I call it the Masters of Subterfuge. Uh, you score an additional point from controlling an objective at the end of a turn in which it was previously controlled by an enemy model 
at any point in the round. So if you have a cultist or a couple cultists, and either, uh, let's say they come up to a point, and now you've got a preponderance of models versus your opponent only has one, they now control the point, you get an additional point. So, yeah, I guess that's one way to look at it. I was thinking more like when your opponent, when they go first, right, they have to decide. Like, it, it, it kind of gets in their head, right? They have to weigh the option. Do they take an objective and then run the risk of losing it and giving you two points? Or do they hold it, try to weather the storm, you know, for the one point, or just not hold it at all and forfeit one point? As opposed to, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really good. And also because it puts an onus on them. Let's say they were going to put one model on a point and if you're able to put two you could you know then get two points or that extra point and take it from them so then they might disproportionately put people on that one objective so it actually does change the flow i actually like that it's a little more subtle than i was thinking yeah and now you're trying to it's basically forcing the opponent to rethink their strategy and i felt like that was perfect for the alpha legion you know you're getting inside your opponent's head and making them change their game i like that that's a really strong one tom so, so let's go for Raven Guard is kind of the corollary because they're a you know the same bonus for that faction, which is minus one if they're over 12 inches, which is kind of garbage in Kill Team because you're rarely more than 12 inches away, and, and if you are, you know, there's not really a great reason to be. So I did something a little different for them, but I also added something for all Astartes. So I, I made specific ones for each faction of the Astartes, but I also said... All Astartes can gain one point if any units of their uh, team pass more than one nerf test during a battle. Mm -hmm. And I called it Honor the Chapter. Basically, you know, they have that, like, re-roll uh, failed nerf test. What is that called? They, they shall know no fear. Yeah. And, and my thought is, like, that would be a great story, like, that would go down in the annals of, like, that Space Marine chapter. Like, oh, he had, like, a wound, and he, he had to roll several times, and he, you know, or he had to... <laughs> rally his courage they wouldn't say roll because they're in universe and they're not little toys in universe right. so that'd be like a, a great example of courage so there's that additional one the reason i added an additional thing is because chaos are a lot more effective as a kill team than astartes because they have access to cultists and can swarm mm -hmm. so, so basically in kill team astartes are, are are pretty garbage like they're c tier at best so so it's like we wanted to give them a little extra bonus because you know, right now nobody plays them because of how bad they are. So they can get, uh, if any model gets uh, more than one nerve test, you get a point. In addition, uh, Raven Guard, I put uh, Embrace the Shadows. You get a point anytime one of your models survives an injury roll or is missed by an enemy shooting attack. So there's two things here. One is they do get hit, but they only get flesh wounded instead of dying from a shooting attack. Or an enemy shoots at them and misses. And the reason I, I kind of went this, I really like your idea for Alpha Legion, for, for Raven Guard, it was to play to the strength. You're trying to make it hard for people to shoot at you. So I'm trying to reward you for doing that. Like if you, for whatever reason, an enemy misses, you get a point. I like it. All right. So that was one and one. Tom, you, what's another one that you came up with? I now realize that I wasn't taking uh, tier lists uh, and difficulty of scoring into account. Uh, I was just keeping it fluffy. But that's cool because we can still we can still edit it over time. So like with the Alpha Legion one, I actually think that's totally doable and creates a really cool strategy. Mm -hmm. So Emperor's Children, I called it 
things shall get loud now. <laughs> uh, so uh, you get one point for scoring a hit with a heavy weapon. So uh, so basically, it's kind of like the corollary to like if they're using like a sonic weapon, or right? it's like okay, if you hit somebody with an auto cannon. I don't remember where I read it, but uh, aside from noise marines, obviously there are emperor's children that are just regular chaos marines. So they love uh, havocs. They love having big, loud guns, right? So I figure you're gonna play to that. Having the biggest, loudest gun you can, you know, they're gonna love the noise and. and... So, so what if we added to it because you only get one heavy weapon per team, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So if that guy dies, you're hosed. Although scoring a hit, like, so to be clear, we're not saying you kill a mile; it's just you hit, right? Wounding everything Cause, else because you're just shooting, right? And <laughs> they love just the sound of firing the gun itself. So maybe, what if it's like a heavy weapon or a special weapon? Because then if you're like, you have a leader with like a, well, no, actually, wait, because aspiring champion can't take a combi, I don't think. They can only take a plasma pistol. Mm. And plasma's probably quiet. Um, can they get, I don't even remember that right now. So I know they, they, have to get, choose, they have to choose between a missile launcher and an autocannon. Or, or a heavy bolter. And then the other guy can have a flamer, plasma gun, or melt again. Mm. So what if it's scoring a hit with a heavy weapon? Or chain weapon. Ooh. Chain swords are loud. Yeah, chain swords are loud. I would assume they still use gasoline in the year forty thousand. They got those little. They got the little exhaust pipes, and that kind of makes sense, right? Because they're trying to wail on people. They're trying to be as loud and annoying as possible. That also mm-hmm. might create like some interesting incentives to get like. Well, you're definitely gonna have a heavy weapon no matter what, but like maybe you got a couple. Uh, like normal marines with chain swords, which are pretty much worthless otherwise. But if they're free. You know, command point or uh, victory point generators. And then that also lets you use their legion trait more often. Right. Because right now they can't take berserkers, so you either take uh, possess, which are also kind of garbage. Yeah. Or a uh, or terminators, which are tricky. So you're kind of creating a reason to uh, to do that. And that actually, yeah, because otherwise there's no reason to take. I mean, like marines with chain swords are fine. They're not really that good. So this would create. Yeah, I like it. You like it? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. Because basically it's easy to get victory points, but then you're kind of putting yourself at a disadvantage because you're taking a chain sword marine, which is not probably in the meta as much. So it actually creates a cool – again, it changes your strategy a little bit. All right. I got an easy one. You ready for an easy one? Mm-hmm. Orcs. Orcs. Tactic is called let's crump them. Gain one point for every enemy unit taken out of action. You can't get more than three points. So, so orcs are – Yep, they're solidly B tier. This actually might be a little too easy. It's you know, you, if you're an orc and you're just taking the objectives, if you're taking just objectives, that's not very orky. You've got your little Gretchen, who's your CP battery, that is not very orky. Mm-hmm. You should be charging and killing stuff. So maybe maybe there's a way to like to restrict it because it feels a little too much. Maybe it's like if you have a knob, whenever a knob takes an enemy out of action, get a point. Mm-hmm. But yeah. something involving killing, I think we need to refine it a little bit. Or would it be more impressive when boys take someone out of action? <laughs> or Gretchen. <laughs> three for a Gretchen. Three for a You automatically get three. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's gain one point for every enemy taken out of action by an orc boy or Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. 
So you, you're not just using them to capture points. You're actually using them in combat, which is what they're supposed to be. Done. Good. Because orcs, orcs are kind of like middle tier. Like they're, they're pretty solidly like C or B. Mm-hmm. And I think in the right hands, they can be a B plus. <sighs> All right. So, so one I had a lot of trouble with is Drukari. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your take on this one. So Drukari, there's a lot of fluff things that they would be doing in Kill Team. They could be capturing slaves on a raid. They could be torturing people, uh, collecting intelligence about something else that they want to get. So I wanted to come up with something that was fluffy. On the flip side, they're a very strong faction up there with Necrons and Asuriani for the best right now. Mm-hmm. And by the way, we're taking a lot of this from Command Point Podcast, so give them some love. Great great work and analysis they do on uh, competitive side of this. So much more competitive and much less kind of what Tom and I do, which is just how do we have fun with this dumb thing. So anyway, my idea for Drakari was, it's again on that like fluffy note of how to get slaves. If you kill an enemy in close combat, place a token near their last position. You get a point if all of the following conditions are met. You have to have a model within one inch of that token for an entire battle round, starting with movement. So if you start in like fight phase, you have to go the next entire battle round to claim it. At the end of that battle round, there are no enemy models within one inch of that token. And your model can't shoot in the shooting phase or fight in the fight phase to claim that token. Mm-hmm. That might be too restrictive. Uh, it sounds like the take prisoners secondary from LVO. That's what I was going for. So so it's basically, you as a Drakkar, you can always take prisoners. Mm-hmm. Or you can also take prisoners and get two points. Yeah. Uh, and then that also kind of... well. Cabalites wouldn't be able to to use that. You're not going to have the close combat. Yeah, you're not going to have too many melee units, and it, especially if it's going to gimp someone for an entire round, they can't do anything. You know, your Clivex has to stand there. So, well, because they still have the um, what the Hecatrix is the head of the witches, right? Or is mm-hmm. that the head of the Cabalites? No, it's a succubus for witches. So the the Hecatrix, I think, is the head of the Cabalite group. So they can get some pretty decent close combat, but you're right, that kind of does hose them a little bit. So, so what if it's uh, like when an enemy unit is killed, is killed, place a token, and then it's still the you you can you can't do anything for that round, but it doesn't have to be close combat only. Yeah, yeah, maybe not specifically close combat, but if you're, right. you still have to be on top of the model, so you can shoot them and then have someone else move on to it. And. And, like, the, the kind of thought behind this, too, like, the high-tier armies are typically, or factions, are really good because they can have enough models to capture points. They're shooty or, or killy enough in close combat, pretty resilient. And in the case of Drukari, having them have to have one model basically do nothing for a round still doesn't necessarily make them anywhere close to some of the lower-tier factions. They're still really good. All right. They're not I like it, Tom. Lucidian a... Star Striders. Yeah, those guys. That's the one faction none of us have played because it's I'm not I'm not going to invest in them. All right, that was called Drukari Slaves for Kamara. You say Kamara or Kamara? Kamara. Kamara. Okay, yeah. I like that. Kamara. I've only read it. I've never heard it spoken. Yeah, I I think text to speech calls it Kamara. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. And that's like that's like official for me. Emperor text to speech. <laughs> Another shout out if you guys if you're listening and you haven't seen the Emperor text to speech go on the YouTube it's this amazing <laughs> uh, 
series which takes place in the 40k universe i won't spoil it it's really funny though and definitely not for kids so if you're a kid don't go watch it if you're a kid you probably shouldn't be listening to this though because tom and i are filthy sailors <laughs> the fuck to bed all right tom hit me with another one of yours uh, i say that i didn't take um tier lists into account because the iron warriors are already pretty good as far as heretics go they've got a good legion trait and this nowhere to hide sort of builds on that uh, you get a point for taking an obscured model out of action fluffily my thinking was that your enemy is going to be hunkered down you know behind cover trying to shoot at you and they already get a bonus to shooting uh, you know their injury rolls and whatnot against obscured models because they're you know they're siege masters they're you know they don't care if you're hiding there's nowhere to hide. you can't hide from an iron warrior they're going to destroy your fortifications and this sort of builds on that even further this is what they want to do they want to limit you know there's literally no place to hide it makes sense because it's it's first of all it's playing into your strength so it's encouraging you to play like you're supposed to play does it matter if a cultist takes an obscured model out of action, or does it, could it does it have to be an No, I don't think so. I think they'd be fine with one of their minions doing it, right? I kind of had marines in mind when I made them, but now that you mention it, yeah. Cultists kind of throw a different thing onto it. Um, and it's also... Kill so like, cultist. Fuck, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unless it's the flamer cultist. That's the only good cultist. Cultists are there to take a lot of flesh wounds and piss off your opponent. <laughs> But no, I, I like this one a lot. So with the Emperor's Children, we said it was you just score a hit. Yeah. And I, that's you know pretty easy to do. It might be a little too easy. Maybe it's maybe we'll have to be like wound. But mm-hmm. but that's also because Emperor's Children are a little weaker than Iron Warriors because they can't take Berserkers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can't. Well, that's they can't take Berserkers. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, and that's a huge. <laughs> it's a huge thing. Right. So, so with Iron Warriors, it's you know they're already pretty good. So this is a little harder because you actually have to take somebody out of action, not just wound them. But I think it's good. So it's nowhere to hide with Imperial Fists because that's their counterpart. You know, they're they're alternate in uh, the the Loyalist range. I have We Will Hold. Gain a point each time one of your models kills an enemy model, as in takes them out of action, within two inches of a tactical objective. Mm. So it's basically you're trying to prevent them from from achieving their objective so if you kill a model near an objective you automatically get a point and that's in addition to the honor the chapter which is if you have a model that passes more than one nerve test in a battle you get a point i like it staunch defenders making sure you don't achieve your goals i like it so i have let's do a couple more here and then maybe we'll break and because we're going to cover this in a couple different parts because there's so many faction groups that we have to cover and i think the other reason we're not going to do different faction rules for every army so for example i don't care about like leviathan versus behemoth versus kraken but like space marines are are very different because there's so much lore about each of the chapters Uh, but i have i created one for death guard i call it grandfather's mirth if any of your models avoid an injury roll due to their disgustingly resilient save gain a point i like it and I need I want to word it so that it's if you get shot with a multi-damage weapon and you make one of your two, it, it doesn't count. I want this to be like you're, you're just you laugh something off. So if a plasma hits you, you roll one of the two disgustingly resilient, but you still take damage doesn't count. Right. It has to be you completely ignore it. And the reason I like this, it applies to the Marines and to the, uh, the little cultist guys. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Death Guard kind of go down a little bit in, in recent recent years, ever since they were at the top of the meta. So this one's not too hard for them to get, but it's not super reliable. 
Right. So you can't really count on it, but it also plays into just how you should play the army, which is just they're tanky. Yeah. So that's Death Guard. What else you got? So the Night Lords seemed a little too obvious on the nose, uh, just because the way they are. Uh, I figure if you gain a point from uh, an opponent from an opponent failing a morale test, and it you know it kind of goes hand in hand with their leadership debuff, but you know they're they're not great. <laughs> So that would be super awesome against any non-elites army mm-hmm. because they're not great. And that would just like, you know, if you play them the right way, which is focusing on morale, it helps them out. But if you're against, let's say, like Astartes, you're probably just not going to get that. Yeah, it's fluffy. What What about, well, how about this? You gain a point if at least one enemy model fails a morale test or... If an enemy model has more than one flesh wound at any given time, hmm. because they like to torture people. Yeah, that they do. So that's like if you if you kind of injure somebody but you don't kill them, it's actually you get a point because it's like you're kind of toying with them. Let's go with that. <laughs> so that makes it a. I mean, that's more evening the odds. I still feel like that's not going to happen that often though. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, getting more than one flesh wound didn't really happen all that often so that i can remember you know either you crap out on the roll and take a flesh wound or you're out of combat so so what about this what if it's if you get a model to break how about it's at the end of the turn you can get up to one point if any of the following are met a model uh, an enemy breaks or, or is shaken or fails a morale test either they're shaken or they break whatever the expression is mm-hmm. two a model, an enemy model ends up with more than one flesh wound, or three, more than one enemy model ends up with a flesh wound. Mm. So if you have two models that have flesh wounds, you also get a point. In one round, the so flesh wounds are know, inflicted? Yes, so you, you can only get one per round, but then it gives you three scenarios, all of which are somewhat likely. Yeah, and then I just remembered <laughs> that the last campaign we played when I had a cultist take four flesh wounds in order to die. It does happen. All right. I'm gonna, how about a couple more? All right. White Scars. I was actually pretty proud of this one. I kind of like this one. Mm-hmm. Thrill of the Chase. Gain one point for each model of your kill team that ends up any turn more than 12 inches away from your deployment zone. Very fluffy. So it's basically if you've traveled uh, more than 12 inches away from your... So if you end up with like three models that are all the way on the other side of the field, boom, you get your three points. Mm-hmm. They like to go fast. <laughs> They may as well be painted red. So I'm going to do, here's a couple more. Blood Angels, embrace the rage. Gain one point for killing an enemy in close combat. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you're doing what you're doing, like Marines are not really a good close combat army, mm-hmm. just because you're only ever going to have, you know, a handful of dudes probably, maybe a few more. And other people do hand-to-hand better. Right. So it's rewarding you for trying something which is not, like, optimized for it. Dark Angels. Gather intelligence, gain one point for killing an enemy specialist or leader, and this is cumulative with any points conferred from other secondaries. So if you have like uh, high-profile targets, you kill a guy, you get two points, not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. Yeah. I really like your space wolves. Uh, one. So that is epic stories. Gain a point each time an enemy model retreats or falls back. 
or if one of your models is hit by an Overwatch attack but is not removed from battle. So if you go into Overwatch and they actually hit you, they roll a six or they get a flamer, <laughs> but you survive, that's an epic story. I love that. Because I could just picture, you know, a bunch of space wolves uh, sitting around drinking mules after the battle and telling, you know, ah, <laughs> I made somebody run away from me. <laughs> I charged him. He got so scared he turned around. Just see how you ran. <laughs> And that's, again, it's, Space Wolves are, are not opt, like, they're close combat, that's where their bonus is. Marines are not as good at close combat as they as other armies, so it's kind of like giving you a bonus. Mm-hmm. Same one, Black Templars, challenge accepted. Gain a point if one of your models is charged by an enemy and you do not retreat. Mm-hmm. So if you allow somebody to charge you, it's like you're accepting their challenge. Or the second condition, if you charge an enemy successfully that has a weapon skill of 3 plus or better. Mm-hmm. The point is then you're trying to challenge somebody who's equal at uh, combat to you. If you don't retreat, but if you overwatch, it's fine. Ooh. No, I think that's a good point. Maybe you don't retreat or overwatch. You don't don't react at all. Yeah, you don't react. You just allow the... That is cool as fuck. I like that one. (laughs) That's, you know, the rock sticking his hand out and... Exactly. <laughs> Beckoning you in. And that, that could be cool, because if you set up your guys right, either they won't have any shooting attacks they can make anywhere, it's not going to be, you know, it'll be like a pistol of some kind. So you're just like, nah, just bring <laughs> I have, <laughs> I misspelled this, it says, I ran hands. <laughs> I love that. Uh, each time one of your models survives an injury roll or avoids one due to a successful six plus feel no pain. So that's, if you make the field no pain, you get a point. Or if you survive an injury roll with a flesh wound, gain a point. Mm-hmm. Right. The flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. Let's see. You have a couple other on the chaos side too, I think, right? Yeah. Black Legion uh, for the Black Crusade. Uh, I kind of see them as the chaos version of Ultramarines. You know, they're gonna the Sons of Horus. You know, uh, leading the charge. You know, the the spearhead kind of was their whole uh, thing. Uh, so I went with uh, you score an additional point from controlling an objective in a turn in which your controlling model survived a shooting attack. Because uh, I kind of figured, you know, they'd be the ones leading the charge, controlling the point, standing their ground, leading by example. And they're going to get shot and just in the face of adversity, just, you know, lead their men onward into battle and, and not be phased. So I really like that because it, it also creates an incentive for your opponent not to shoot you mm-hmm. if you're controlling an objective, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if you're fighting a really uh, melee-focused army? I'm trying to think of what would those be. So like Tyranids. So mm-hmm. maybe it's what if you survived a shooting attack or was charged and survived a fight phase? Mm-hmm. So it's not every turn they fight, but it's if the turn you were charged, you just survive. Right. This kind of uh, no no fear type of exactly. attitude. That way, if you get like rushed by Gaunts and you survive, you also get a point because like you yeah. held the line. Right. And then I like I like the one you have for uh, World Eaters here too, even though they completely <laughs> failed me last week in the game I played. <laughs> so this one it it seemed a little difficult for me. So I added a, a stipulation at the end. Uh, let the blood flow. Uh, you gain one point when a berserker causes an injury roll on two different models in one fight phase. You gain an extra point for each enemy model taken out of action. 
So you're incentivizing them to get into like a big group of enemies and fight against them. Yeah, split your attacks against two different enemies, which you know is probably not. I guess getting into combat with two enemies at once is the hard part because they get to fight twice. So as long as you can cause an injury roll, and they have like an ungodly number of attacks, so that shouldn't be that difficult. But yeah, it's the setup that's really the key. How about how about if we make it? No, that's good. I actually think that's going to happen pretty often. And then basically the the extra point is so it's if you injury rolls on two point, and then if one of them dies, two points. Mm-hmm. I like it. I actually really like that. I think that's super cool because it's like you against a whole bunch of people, or you're at least in a giant melee combat situation. I think it's great. They're going to jump into the thick of battle and, and try to kill as many people as quickly as they can. All right. Let's see. We got a couple others here. Ultramarines. I think this is the last of my Astartes groups that we haven't done. Codex formation. If two or more of your models successfully land a hit in the shooting phase or a hit in the fight phase, gain a point. You can only get one point this way in each battle round. So, so Ultramarines, pretty crappy faction bonus. They get plus one leadership, which isn't really important because they're already you know, re-rolling. And they can fire on a six-up hit if they fall back. So kind of garbage. So this is basically if you have a firing line or a couple people that make shots or a couple people that make hits... You get a point, and you can get up to two in a single battle round because you have two different phases. I also have Thousand Suns, Dark Secrets. Gained one point for killing an enemy specialist or leader. So this is actually the same one as Dark Angels. I just, for me, like, they're going to be going after similar things, which is Intel. Yeah. So I couldn't really think of anything else that would, like, super fluffy. I was trying to do one where you get a point if none of your rubricae die because they're kind of irreplaceable. Right. But I couldn't really think of anything. So right now it's just it's it's just high profile targets, number two. I don't know. Any thoughts? Anything we can do to improve that one? I mean, lean into the psyker thing. Okay. So what if it's because they're already reasonably okay. They're kind of with like Death Guard in terms of like a little upper mid tier. Right. So so maybe it's gain a point for using a psychic attack on a specialist or leader. So even if you don't kill them, if you just if you roll it and it happens to be positioned so that it's a leader or specialist, you get a point. And that might actually incentivize people to take two sorcerers. Right. So um, I like that. Or with the with the rubricae, if they make a save while using the all is dust rule. Yeah, I was thinking, kind of... or like, or somebody gets like because everybody's got a five up invul, so somebody makes their five up invul. It's like. Yeah, that's a good one. So if it's if you do a psychic attack against a, a leader or specialist or somebody makes their five up invul. So if you have an all an all Zangor armor, you can get something too. True. Alright, last one. For this part one, and then we'll come back next time for part two and hopefully finish ourselves out. Necrons protect the tomb, aka get off my lawn. Necrons are really high in the tier list right now. They're a pretty strong faction. So I tried to make these a little more spotty so you couldn't necessarily spam them you can get one point if at the end of the game there are no enemy models in your deployment zone one point if the enemy team becomes broken during battle and an additional point if or in the final round you control more markers than your opponent mm-hmm. i like so that three, the three yeah the three objectives are tied to you know each victory point is tied to a different uh, stipulation uh, it it kind of influences the way you have to play the game uh, in order to get max points. And and I mean they're already re- really good. They're already getting a ton of points. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah you can you can do a couple things, but you're probably gonna just have to strategize. And it'll also give your opponent a way to pretty easily block you. 
Yeah. I just have one of their models in your deployment so that it deprives you of a point. And I think there's a All right, so OVO a secondary like that as well. Oh, uh, what? Where you don't have anybody in your deployment zone? I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe I'm thinking of the one where you have to be close to all of the board edges. Oh, so that's... Uh, yeah, there's actually a couple of those in the arena set, too. Mm. There's, like, domination where you have to be near the middle. Uh, recon sweep, I think, is where you have to be against three edges. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one where... Oh, no, recon sweep is, I think, you have to go to the enemy deployment. And there's another one where you have to have each of the board edges. Basically, these are all things that if you're a space marine, you're never going to be able to do, which is why we tried to bump them up. So while your all enemy right. is scoring that objective, they're also denying yours. Yes. So so it helps them out a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't like disproportionately screw one group over the other. But look, we're just testing these. Just like the idea. We'll see where it goes. You know, I'll play with some of these this week. But really trying to get us back to the roots of, of the whole game, which is try to be like uh, try to be like the faction you're trying to represent and have fun, more mm-hmm. importantly. Role play a little bit. They're different factions for a reason. So I think that takes they're different fa- boy, I am sorry, Tom. I keep trying I keep interrupting you too. So I apologize for that. That's okay. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and, and kind of humoring <laughs> us. We'll post these rules as we come up with them. We're going to do some more. I think we've got about half of them through, given that we counted all the chaos and all the space marines as kind of their own thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll do that for Imperial Guard, because I think like Talarin and Valhalla, whatever, are going to have the same things they need to do. Yeah, I started thinking about that, and it just got a little out of hand. But maybe in like 20 years, when they make 500 books about each of those groups, we can have enough <laughs> fluff that we'll have to make them different. <laughs> if they ever take any other... Militarum out uh, besides Cadia or Catachan out of retirement. Take it out of retirement. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out. I, I'm I'm excited. Although at the same time, I was I actually went to a GW store this week to try to get some paint and some Death Guard, uh, one of those Plague Marines, mm-hmm. out of both. It's like, do you have this? No, we don't have it. Do you have this? We don't no, have we don't any have paint. It. Well, they didn't have any uh, spray primer. Ah, dicks. I know. Because I got a lot of guys. I got a prime, if you know what I mean. Tom, what do we always say at the end of these things? Suck it. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, good fight. Good night. Adios, pachachos. Mash that like and subscribe. <laughs> of course. Mash it. Smash the like and subscribe button, and we'll see you soon. And uh, don't forget, knowing is half the battle. Choke You would just like lift up an armor by yourself. So to be clear, you are a, a elf-like individual. This got weird. Yeah. This got really strange. I'm probably gonna edit this out, but whatever. It's an odd tangent to go on, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Luffy, we'll we'll delete this part. Nobody will ever hear this. <laughs> Bibbidi-bye. So-